Thanks for being here. This is our fourth session. Fourth one. So this is our final one for this kind of initial, we'll see what happens after this. But Yeah, we definitely want to do more. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. So let's open up in a word of prayer. Let's do it. Father, we thank you so much for uh, being here with us tonight. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that we can trust you and that you're a good God. Thank you for this amazing country that we live in, Father. Thank you for the, the founding principles and um, the men who were able to form that, Father. We thank you for our freedom. We thank you for um, just our, our freedom in you as well, Father. And we just thank everyone for being here tonight. Thank you for um, just, this, um, just this time to not only learn more about our, our nation's history and the importance of it in today's world, especially now that we're here presently, but also more about you, Father, and our identity in you and our purpose on this earth for you. And we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Sweet. So, um, yeah, like Greg said, this is our fourth session, as you guys know, for people who haven't been here. This is our fourth, final one. Um, and today, or tonight, we're going to be talking about being a brave believer. And what God put on my heart when, while uh, I was just thinking on what tonight would be is... So much in today's world, there is this disparity of there's there's one side showing their side of truth, and then there's this other side showing their side of truth. And so it kind of can be confusing of like, okay, well, where do we really find out what's happening? What is the truth? What is going on? You know, and what God put on my heart was to really find out the absolute truth is for one, we have to go to God's word. And we have to trust the Holy Spirit. We have to trust them. And if nothing lines up with what the Bible has said and has put forward for us, then it's not going to be, it's, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't even be in, put into thought, you know? And one definition of truth that I got from the Greek is, um, it says, true to fact. And so when we, when we have to, the truth to its core means true to fact. It means the absolute fact of what it is, you know, whatever that specific um, thing that we are talking about. And so, um, you know, last week or last time that we were here, you know, we talked about uh, how to walk out our rights as, as Americans. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the big things that we said is, well, you just have to go out and just exercise them. You have to, of course, know what your rights are, mm -hmm. right? There's yep. your there's your truth right there, and then you have to go out and actually exercise it. And so that that's kind of what the same format that we're going to be talking about tonight is knowing our truth, our origin of truth, you know, and then actually going out and acting upon it, you know, because it's one thing to know something but then it's one thing to actually know it and then put it into application yeah that's what wisdom is, is at practical application mm -hmm. of the knowledge that we have and so um you know we're also tonight we're going to be opening up and we'll we're going to be uh, praying over people tonight you know if you guys want it anything that's on your hearts we are open to pray over you guys and pray over each other but um, tonight, you know, I, wanna, I want to, of course, you know, relate it to um, who we are as Americans and what we have as Americans and everything, but I really want to focus on the true gospel, you know, the good news. That's, that's really what 
tonight is about is focusing on the good news of what we have uh, in Jesus and really who God is. You know, it's gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of basics tonight, but they're good basics. There's they're things that everybody needs and should hear. You know, and after tonight, it's up to you guys, up to the people listening to this, to go put these truths, these principles into practical application. You know, so um, one verse that came up to me in my mind was Romans twelve two. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but by the renewing of your mind." You know, like I said earlier, there there are so many there's so many different sides of of a story that's put out, or maybe uh, you know, just for an example, what happened at January six. There's so many different perspectives on what happened actually at the Capitol. You know, and we don't really, really, truly know what happened. You know, even pe- the people there didn't even really know what happened. Because there, there are people out there that will take their side, their perspective, and put it in, put it in and uh, show it to you. You know, and if you believe that side, well, then that's what you're going to think and believe what happened. Right? And so, there's, there's times when... A story like that does come out that it's really, really hard to understand what really happened, you know? So what do we do with that? What do we do with that? We have to, um, we have to come back to our foundations. We have to come back to, um, um, to, to the, the basis of truth, you know? In that specific moment, it's really hard to understand if, if it was really... Uh, Trump supporters going out and raiding the Capitol and going after it, and or if it were other uh, entities, other people, other organizations trying to do it, who knows? Who really knows? You know. <clears throat> and there's there's times that we're gonna have to just kind of let things just be what they are, you know, because there's not that much information to really know what is the truth. You know, there's also that too. That that just came up on my mind. But um, something that I also want to talk about tonight too is just our belief system, because our belief system, or in other words, our hearts. You know, it says in Proverbs that um, whatever we think of, you know, so so will it be in our hearts. So will it be in our world, in our reality. You know, our belief system will shape our perspective. You know. If we think God is a God that's just gonna uh, is a bad God and is a bad father and wants to um, hurt us, to punish us, to test us, to show us something, well, we're gonna think that anything um, anything that we do wrong is a direct punishment onto us. You know, if we mm-hmm. believe that God is a good God, you know, that has given us dominion onto this earth for us to make choices. And that he wants what is best for us. He's always guiding us into the best situation. He has made us complete through Jesus, Colossians 2.10. Then it changes the total perspective on that. You see that? You see that, that, that difference right there? We have to, even in the Word, you, you can get two different perspectives on one verse. You know, you can you can look at Romans twelve two. It says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but by the renewing of your mind." You can look at it from 
probably three, four, five, how many different ways, you know, and apply it to your life. And you know what, that is a good thing though, because there is depth to God's word, you know, but within that, you know, and I don't want to get super technical. You have to, you have to go back to the original language. You have to go to the original intent. You know, you have to get context and everything. So there's a lot of, of other factors that play into really understanding the truth, you know, but again, that is part of the practical application, the, the part of us taking responsibility to understand and look at it, to, to do our own research and see what is actually happening. Right? Would you say, Chris, just to you know, ask you some questions about that, would you say that is truth subjective? Depend, I think it, it depends on where it's coming from, right? If we're talking about if we're talking about like biblical truth, then nothing should be, you know, if if you if you believe that the the Bible is saying one thing, but it's really saying one uh, another thing, then I think you're gonna have to maybe look at it from a different perspective, you know? Okay. Yeah. Are you saying that truth is just from a perspective? Or are you saying it's all facts? Because that's what you said. The truth is in Greek, mm-hmm. true to facts. Yeah. So if you're if it's facts, you're you're taking out perspective. Well, what I'm saying is that our belief system will shape our perspective. You know, okay. and so if if you have a if you if if you grew up in a in a home with um, without a, without a dad or a mom or vice versa, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a different world a world view. You know, on and mm-hmm. a person that did have a. Uh, lived in a home with a with a dad and mom, you know. So there is there is the the basis of truth, and, and like I said, it's, it it is very, it, it can be very technical with you know, in certain subjects, you know. But I think what I'm talking about for tonight is that the origin of truth of of who, how we operate as believers into this world has to come from one place, one place only which is the bible it is god's word you know and so even with reading the bible your perspective on reading about on who god is can totally change so i think the bible. yeah you know i think you know i like to look at it like this and you know i'm sure in today's world we've all heard these terms that are kind of thrown around in our modern woke culture you know mm-hmm. and you know you've heard people say oh, this is my truth yeah or this right. is your truth, right? This is, and, and I think, you know, I can't judge what's in that person's heart when they say that. Right. I don't know exactly what they mean, but my understanding of that is like, what's right for me might not be right for you. And so I do, you know, I'm going to do me and you do you. But the problem with that is that it does create a gray area in it does. what is moral, what is um, principled, you know, and what is really true. And I think... There really, there isn't your truth or my truth. There's the truth. And then there's your opinions about it, right? Or, or as Chris was saying, a belief system formed around that based on your life experience, your upbringing, yes. things of that nature. They can shape, you know, your view and perspective of the world around you. Exactly. Based on what you've been through. They say, you know, a child forms much of their core belief system by the time they're five years old mm-hmm. based on what they've experienced. So if they have a loving, caring, 
um, mother and father in the home during those years, their opportunity for having a, a strong and bright future is probably better than someone who came from a more broken home or an abusive home, yep. right? That's probably fair to say. Yep. And the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that God has given us an ability to, to um, shape our own heart, which is our core belief system. He's given us the ability to change what's in there and rewrite new things on our hearts, which I think is a really powerful thing. And it's not always easy. It can be challenging at times because, you know, the Bible says, guard your heart above all else, for from it flow the issues of life. Right. And so what we allow in our heart, you know, what we don't guard that comes in that might be harmful to us can get in there and take root. And we live from that. So if we believe a lie about something mm -hmm. and believe it long enough, right, it's going to shape and form a perspective about how we view something. Yep. And that's 100%. where I think, you know, truth and God is a very orderly God. He created truth. He created laws of nature and laws of morals, yep. things of that nature is to guide and direct us. And it's always for our benefit, right? Because everything he does is based in love because he loves us because that's who he really is, his character and nature. And so someone can say, well, my truth is, is this and whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And it might be something completely um, not true or not moral from a moralistic standpoint. And God, ha there has to be a, a concrete, right? There, there has, has to be a standard. There has to be a standard and God has set that up, right? And that's, that's how our country was formed, right? Off right. of biblical foundational principles. Yep. Of, of God's law, yep. you know, morals, principles, fairness, equality. I mean, just read the Declaration and the Constitution. Mm -hmm. It is rooted in the same biblical Judeo-Christian beliefs as, as the Bible. And so <clears throat> when you stray from that and you say, well, you know, it, there's a gray area here with, with this, this issue pertaining to morality or whatever it is. Yep. You know, God says, you know, to have one wife, you mm -hmm. know. And, you know, if we go have multiple wives or, or whatever it may be, you know, that's my truth. You know, now that's not really truth. It's not really good or moral, right? You can do that. You're free to do that and make your own choices, but there's consequences for those, right? Right. And so you could say, I mean, somebody could say, well, my truth is that, you know, gravity isn't, doesn't exist for me. You know, or the earth is flat or, yeah. or whatever it may be. And right. they say, well, that's my truth. Right. <laughs> and really what they're saying that's, is my opinion. <laughs> or just <laughs> ignorance. I yeah. mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah. Although and, I have seen too, like the fluidity of truth and, you know, like you were talking about if it's subjective or objective. Uh -huh. I think it's equally both. I mean, I think there is an absolute truth, obviously, but yep. I've seen people hold so firm to something they that maybe somebody wronged them or they got something in their mind and it's no it's not untrue to them like in their mind it's absolute mm -hmm. even though it may not it may differ from what actually occurred or what the actual truth is you know the objective truth but in their mind it, but does that make it true it doesn't make it true but right. it doesn't make it yeah, I mean, it's true to them. That's that's the hard thing. It's you can't. It's their off. perspective. Okay, so so I'm be. I'm colorblind, and my father tells me my whole life that the sky is green. 
it's true. It's true. It's true to me, though. It's true. Because that's what I believe. But where, where, see, then there, there's that gray area type. I don't think it's gray. It's just you are believing a lie. Yep. Right. It doesn't matter if you've lived your whole life believing something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it right or true just because you believe it. Exactly. Right. That just means you believe something that isn't true. Yep. Okay. And that's. That could be called unbelief or in certain situations or just you're believing something that isn't factually true. Exactly. And so... There's a difference between having a perspective and then the absolute Right. Truth. That's why I always say there is no yeah. such thing as your truth or my truth. There's the truth. And then there's our opinions or our belief systems that we've formed around that. Exactly. And, you know... You know I know matter. what you're saying. I, know, I, I hear what you're saying. Right. And, and I... But you can play I, that I out. I disagree with you, by the way. I just, yeah. I, I You're thinking about play that. play out to the extent where it, it doesn't matter what facts you show. I mean, like sure. the, the country and everything that's going on is a perfect example of how yep. you, you have such a diversion of events or things that have unfolded yeah. that people see it and either twist it in their mind or see it and... Mm -hmm. see all of it or whatever the case may be they hold it to be a truth and it does not matter what else you show them or you're like you sure. anything different so sure. it's kind of like a, a made up truth or you know like they, it's so oh it can affect you it can they, affect you in the same way if you choose to believe something regardless if it's factually accurate or not it can affect you and your perspective and how you live your life Mm -hmm. as if it exactly. were true actually true well, it's certainly and that's why it's so important that's why the bible is very clear and it says yep. guard your heart above all else yep. before anything else guard it well because you will live from that you will live from that whatever you choose to believe well and, and because it's also said like i said before you know a man thinketh so is he as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so is he mm -hmm. you know and so it's really really important to know the absolute truth you know yeah I mean, look, if you, it, honestly, if you want to live out your best life, then, you know, you, you would want to know how to, you know, the tools, to, the, the understanding of how to get there, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I think, you know, this, we're, always, we're all on a conquest of, of discovering what is true, mm -hmm. you know, to, to different varying levels, right? There's the obvious things, right, that are, hey, this ceilings white or yeah, right. you know yeah. things of that nature the the facts that come at us all day long but discovering like what is true about who we are our destiny our our purpose here on this earth like right. that's a that's a more of a dynamic thing as opposed to a static thing and we're we're learning and growing hopefully right into more knowledge of those things and it's it's hugely important that's why i always you know i i always value um perspectives and opinions of not of everybody but i value those especially for the generations that have gone before us yep. i love being around like grandpa and grandma that age group you know mm -hmm. and and just just gleaning like knowledge from them and just wisdom and just like hey tell me about what was it like when you were this age or what did you yep. learn or what was new or yep. do you remember being this age and tell me about that because i, I just i just love being able to extrapolate that type of uh, knowledge base because I'm not there yet. Right. You know, I'm almost 40, but I'm not 60, 70, 80, you know, right. 90, whatever it may be. And there's yep. people who've gone before me. And so it's, 
it's so valuable because it's like that's a treasure chest just waiting to be opened yeah. and people overlook that every day they just walk right by old people like ah oh, they're just in the way and you know all this stuff they're slow and in my way and whatever it is and i'm like oh man like you haven't you have no idea yeah and and even if it's just from a life experience standpoint of just like there is there's something there to be gained from everybody yep 100% i always say if if you're older than someone you have something to offer them mhm you know mhm so anyway what else you got no i totally agree with that 100% you know, and so I, the one thing I think of it, and this is why I said, you know, having a relationship with God and listening to the Holy Spirit is so important is because God's reality is the only reality that really matters. You know, His reality is the only reality that matters. You know, yes, we have our perspective on certain things that go on into the world, but, you know, um, we always have to come back and ask him, you know, in relationship, okay, what is, what is your perspective on this, God? Mm-hmm. What do you see? You know, in, in my opinion, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why so many people kind of get lost is, you know, they don't have a, a true relationship with God. You know, mm-hmm. they, how, it, it's hard when, when you have the maker of the universe, the maker of you, the maker of everything, everything provided on this earth, when you don't have a relationship with him, how are you gonna, how are you going to function to the to the best that ability that you know in this world? How yeah. how are you going to do that? A lot of people don't, you know, and, and that's that's unfortunate. But you know, they, they have made a choice in their life, or they're just they just don't know who God is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the the origin of truth, yeah, you know, is super super important into our lives, you know? It is, yeah. yeah. Jesus said in John fourteen six, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. No man comes to the Father except through me. And I think that's a really powerful indicator of the origin of truth, yeah. right? Yeah. I am the way, the truth. And Jesus was the, the physical representation of, of God the Father on this earth, right? Exactly. He represented him. He said, He's, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yep. And so a really good way to maybe uh, get to know God and, and get to know what, who, what he's like and, and who he is, is to just look at the life of Jesus. Yep. You know, how he interacted with people. When he was how the he word loved made people. flesh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the word made flesh. God's word made flesh. Yeah. You talk about perspectives. I think about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right? Mm-hmm. Those four books all have different perspectives on what? Jesus. Right. And their perspective on who they saw him as. And yet they never contradicted each other. Right. But it's different points of view. Different right. points of view. So it's right. just, yeah. you know, when you talk about the topic of the Bible, right? Yeah. And how our rights are, you know, all these great things are Come sourced from, there. from that. Yeah. You know, it's it does kind of lead back to that the one source is the word. Exactly. And the, our constitution you know, our country was built, like we said, on biblical principles. Right. Mm-hmm. One source, God's word, the absolute truth. You know, that's... I love hearing how you view God. Yeah. I love hearing how pops views <clears throat> God. I love right. hearing how other people in my life view God. Yeah. Because God isn't saying your relationship with me needs to be like your relationship with me. Your exactly. Relationship, 
it's not supposed to be the same. Right. You know? Yeah. And when, you know, like I hear people say, oh, God said this to me. I can't say that God didn't say that to them. Right. That's, the, sure. that's how they're hearing God. That's a very good point. So very good point. Think about truth again. Are you really saying, like you said, Greg, is it subjective or is it all based on facts? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. It's a little bit of both. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I think I think one of the points that um, I'm trying to, to make is that there is one source of absolute truth, you know, and it's God's word, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think kind of in the broader terms of just, um, you know, with what goes on with the media and everybody else's ideas, you know, is that if it doesn't line up with the Bible, then uh, from my perspective, I I won't have... I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll hear them out but everything, but I have to come back to the Bible with what they're saying. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, right. you know, then I'm not... You have to have a foundation, exactly. I think, of, of something. And that's why we have God's Word, I think. Yeah. That's kind of like our moral foundation. That's our um, creed, so to speak, of just, you know, that's, this is truth. Right? There's everything in here that we need is, is really is found in here. And I think there's so much to be gained from you know the different things that we can extrapolate from it i don't think truth will never contradict itself no you know i think no everybody can't be right about god right mm-hmm. and i don't think all any of us are completely right about him no. right i don't think any of us have the full manifestation of the fullness and the glory of god and know everything about him right now on this earth. Now it's all in us, right? Right, Because God said he put his fullness within us, right? right? He said we have the mind of Christ, you know, yep. so there's access to that. <clears throat> Romans 8 talks about it. He's like, I've given it you everything. Yeah. I have not withheld a thing. No. I mean, I gave you my son's life. Like there's nothing, there's nothing more to, I've bankrupted heaven for you. You know, does that mean we're all operating in the full knowledge of everything that is God? No, we're no. human still. You know, we have faults, we have failures, we have shortcomings, we have heart beliefs, yep. right? That and religious beliefs about things that have shaped how we've gotten thus far. We all operate in the knowledge we have in the moment, right? Exactly. And I know five years ago, ten years ago, there was things that I believe that that I've changed now, right? That I thought was correct and true fully, and then as I've grown and matured and softened my heart and heard some different perspectives, looked at the word a different way, listened to God, you know, in my quiet time and stuff that maybe that slightly shifted mm-hmm. a little bit and, and I've grown a little closer to the origin of truth, to the creator yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I say like it's, our, the truth is static in the sense that it's, you know, God's not changing his view and opinion of us. He's not, right. he's not changing what history has told us. He's not changing... Um, the laws that he's put into place, like mm-hmm. gravity and, and things of that nature. He's not going to violate those things because no. he, otherwise he wouldn't be God. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's how we know we can trust him is because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yep. But, exactly. you know, as we, the, the way that we interact with God in this life is very dynamic. Exactly. Or at least that's the hope, right? Right. So if we stay static for too long, think about a pond. What would you rather drink out of a nice mountain? you know, creek that's flowing and filtering or a stagnant pond with algae growing in it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying there, like the whole subjective versus um, is it concrete mm-hmm. type thing, I think 
think about it like this, like there's a, there's a source, right? There's a source of truth. And, but there's multiple streams flowing out of that right to go into a river right yeah i always think water because i'm a fly fisherman right so i'm always constantly there's a spring mm -hmm. right all these mountain creeks they're either they're either snow melt and run off or they're they're springs mm -hmm. sometimes both right and so the spring the well right is god right that is the that is truth that is the love source. everything who he is his character that is that and then you know it comes up in different areas on the mountain right and forms these little creeks and trickles and as they gain momentum going downhill and it rains and there's snow melt off they gather and gain momentum right yeah. and then they all form into a river yeah. right same source maybe this one gathered uh this type of mineral as it came down this mountainside and this one gained this type of mineral over here mm -hmm. but it it's pure from the source Constant. yeah yeah. yeah, that's a good word. So there's Constant. perspectives in there. There's mm -hmm. um, experiences in there that we gather from. Mm -hmm. But the origin of that water that, I mean, don't even they even call Jesus like the water of life or, um, well, yeah, I, I forget the exact terminology there in the word. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, you know, this whole, this week, you know, we're, we're talking about just being brave, being courageous. Yep. You know, I, I think that's, You know, I, I think I said it last time. I said, you know, you can't. <laughs> I might have used some different terms, that, you know, privately, but I'll say this in a in a in a in a way that is good for the camera or whatever. But uh, appropriate. I, I can't even put my words together. <laughs> yeah. But you know, to being a believer, you know, being a, a child of God, you know, it you can't be passive. No, you can't. It's not for the passive at heart. It's not for the cowardly. And I think the same, yeah. the same is true as American citizens, you know. 100%. Um, our responsibility and civic duty as Americans is not for the passive, the weak-minded, yeah. or the cowardly. It's right. not because we have a responsibility, um, as some of our founders pointed out and, and brought to our attention in their writings and things, that we have a responsibility to pass something on to the next generation and to, and to continue this um, this idea, this American experiment of freedom and liberty and self-governance. You know, it's not just something for us. I think ahead of the future generations, and I yeah. think back to generations that have gone before. I think about the veterans that fought so bravely with, with, with the, the heart and the love for country and family yeah. back home, and they were willing to surrender and sacrifice everything. Mm -hmm. So those of us back here could continue living this life in freedom, and, and it brings me to tears. And, and so I look at that as like, I'm not a veteran, I'm not in the military. It's huge respect for, for that organization and those people. But we still, as American citizens, we still have a call on our lives, not only as children of God, right? But it's because we are children of God that we even should see it as an amplified thing of all the more reason to protect, preserve, and foster the freedoms and liberties that have been so graciously granted to us from generations yeah. prior. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is, is a burden in a sense. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to me that it's, it's not for the cowardly. It's not for the passive and just say, oh, it's for somebody else. Right. No, you know, you didn't, you didn't get to choose 
that you came into this world, right? That wasn't that was somebody else's choice, right? Yep. Two people's choices. And but now that we're here, we have a choice to either take part in this American experiment or not take part. And the only issue with that is that if you choose not to take part, it's still going to take part in you. Yeah. Right? And so I would rather have a say. I would rather have a voice. I would rather learn and grow in and discover the importance and value of our Constitution and our founding ideals and the biblical ideals that go with it. I would rather learn as much as I can about that so I can pass on something worthy of our founders. Right? Yeah. John Adams said it. He's like, I hope future generations never forget the sacrifices that my generation has made for them. Yeah. And I hope that a hundred years from now, if we're still, you know, if this, if this earth is still going the way it is, if Jesus doesn't come back before then, right? I hope that the sacrifices that this generation has made won't be forgotten yeah. and, and won't be pushed aside and, and just left, 100%. you know? And so, you know, there's a lot going on in our world. There's a lot going on in our country that I'm not really uh, happy about. I'm not okay with. Um, but until they cut my tongue out, <laughs> and I hope that never happens, like I am still going to voice my opinion, yes, but, but voice my, my um, concern and care for this great nation from a biblical, godly viewpoint because I think it's important. And I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to shut up. I won't be quiet, come what may. And if that means that there's consequences for that, okay, my God is bigger than all that. Okay? And I'm not going to cower to fear. Okay? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Some translations say self-control. I like sound mind better. They're the same thing, essentially. But, you know, um, and I, I think it's so important. I mean, the Bible is... The Bible and our founding documents and the, and the stories of the lives of some of these amazing patriots that have gone before us, they, they have left us with words of, of inspiration and, and a call to courage and bravery. I mean, Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Yeah. There's no room for fear. No. There's no room for fear no. in, in, this, in this country if we're going to be patriots. In, in, the, in, this, in our purpose as children of God, there's no room for fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has given us a spirit of, I just read that one, I'm sorry, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yeah. Joshua 24.15, you know, it's, it's written here behind me on this board, but choose this day whom you will serve. See, we all have choices every day. Yep. Every day we wake up, we have choices, right? Yep. What am I going to do today? Am I going to believe this or believe that? Am I going to operate and walk in fear or am I going to operate in love and power? Every single moment of every day are choices, right? And our lives, right? The culmination, the, our life as it is right now in this present, right here, is a culmination of choices that we have made, some choices we haven't made, others have made for us against our will, whatever it is, right? We, there is those, but we always have a choice how we respond to that, yeah. right? There's things that have happened in my life that I didn't want to happen. It wasn't my will. It wasn't my doing, but some things happen to us, right? But there is a place in our heart that we shouldn't let. It's not, it's not to be rented out for other people, right? right. We still have a choice of how we respond to, um, 
to things that happen to us in our life. And so our lives are a culmination of those choices in essence. Yeah. And so this, this verse, Joshua 24, 15, 15, choose this day, choose today. Who will you serve? Will you serve lies, deceit? Will you serve tyranny? Will you do exactly what they tell you to do and, and be a good sheep and, and just go along with it? Or will you say, no, I'm not, I won't do that. I won't do that because I have this conviction. And this is, this is how I'm going to live my life, by this set of principles, um, by these ideals, and these God-given rights, right? Our declaration is pretty clear about that. They're, yeah. they're from God. 100%. And um, they're supposed to be secured and protected by a constitution, right? Yep. This life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, right? It's guaranteed. It's supposed to be guaranteed by our constitution. And that's why this constitution is so important. That's why I don't want to throw it away. No. Because even though they're endowed by our creator, these rights, um, we live in a, in a world that is just and has laws and things that affect us all. Yeah. And so that's why the framework and the, the foreknowledge and the foresight of the founders was just, it's, it's truly unbelievable. It's amazing because they put together these amendments to the Constitution and our Bill of Rights that are just astounding and they're, they're principles and that's why they stand to this day, right? Yeah. And they guarantee what God has given us. And that's why it's so valuable because if that goes away, it's like it makes it a lot harder to live in those God-given rights. And the consequences for, for that could be you, you might lose this life, 100%. you know, if it, if it gets to that extreme. I mean, just, just look at Europe, you know, 80, 90 years ago in the 30s when Hitler was taking over and everything. And, oh, that'll never happen here. That'll never happen here. Well, I sure hope not. I sure hope not we don't have to live through a tyranny, a regime like that, because we all know what happened, right? It's awful. And, you know, I was just reading some stuff, you know, I, I watched this testimony of this woman who lived through um, Nazi Germany takeover, essentially, and she was from Austria. And they had no idea what Hitler was up to in Germany, just the neighboring country. They had no idea because they, the media was telling lies, right? And putting out a message that was not actually accurate. They didn't come out. I mean, if, if somebody came out and said, oh yeah, we wanna throw you all in concentration camps and everything, nobody's gonna be okay with that, right? Nobody wants that, right? And so they lie, right? And use deceit, right? And you know, it was an amazing story because I was like, you know, they were struggling so much in Austria, econ economically and all this. And, and, then, and then, you know, Nazi Germany came along and, and they were told through their radio and the propaganda machine and everything that, that Germany was just booming and going crazy and doing so well. And so he offered them, well, here, like, why don't you join us and have an election and, and just become part of us? And it was 98% of the vote went for Hitler in Austria, 98%. He was voted in, right? They were persuaded by that. Exactly, by lies. And then, after that happened, now that he had their, you know, submissiveness, essentially, yeah. then 
he cut off all communication with, with radio programs and, and stations that maybe aired BBC, a big time radio broadcast at that time, and he pushed his propaganda. The only thing they could listen to was his radio station. And, and this is happening all over the place. And so they're, they're seeing what they want you to believe and see and not paying any attention and just led like sheep to slaughter. <laughs> it's amazing. It's doomed to repeat itself if we don't learn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, truth, I would say, is important. It's important, right? I think it would have been important for, for the Jews in, in Poland and Austria and the rest of Europe that was just raped and pillaged by evil. You know, I think truth would have been vastly important then. And that's why um, it's, it's as important then as it is now. And so... Um, but like I said you know, in, in previous weeks is that we live in Infowars, right? We live in this age of misinformation because there's this outlet and this outlet and this outlet telling you this and then this one over here is saying something different and they're, you know, they're, they're sneaky. They know what they're doing. Yep. They have their little deceit and lies and, you know, and... and it's kind of like you know a little bit of truth with a lot of lies or deceit or these little twists to make you believe something. It's it's very deceiving, yep. you know, and that's why it's so important to, as the Bible says, be shrewd as serpents, but harmless as a dove. Yeah, be wise as a serpent is another way of saying that. Cunning, you know, so. He gave, you know, in, in your spirit, he put in there um, a, an ability, right, to decipher. You know, he, he's given you that. And so that's why it's so important to, to have a soft heart towards God, mm-hmm. commune with him, have a relationship with him every single day. Because he is the origin of truth. He's going to lead you into all truth, yeah. right? The Bible exactly. says that too. And so that's where I want to be. I don't want to believe lies. I don't want to be. I don't want to fall for that. I don't want other our country to fall for that. Much of it is, yeah. And and we have just this this crazy age of misinformation. Crazy. And sometimes I say, I guess I don't even own a TV, as you can see, you know. But I I have a computer and I can get access to things and everything. And and so I get I listen to multiple you know streams of media. I guess you could say. And through that, I'm, I'm filtering it all through what, what I have come to know as principles of godly wisdom and things of that nature. I mean, most of it, you can just take the sniff test to it, right? Most of it, you can say, that just doesn't line up with common sense. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm pushing that aside for now, right? That's, that's a little crazy, right? And so I'm not going to let that get any real estate in my heart. I'm going to guard my heart from that. And, you know, over time, I think it becomes easier to just, you know, um, uh, most of what that guy says is BS, you know. So I'm, I'm just, why even open my ear to that? Why even keep listening to that, right? Um, but I would just go back to, you know, we have to start, you know, choose this day whom you will serve. Yeah. Right. And so today I'm, I'm going to serve God. And you know what? Bible says that love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm going to serve my neighbor too. 
in my community, the people around me that I care about and love and that love me back, right? And I'm gonna focus my heart and attention there because I can't, you know, I don't have a worldwide network or, um, you know, voice in the world for that, but I do have a voice here. And I do have a voice with my family and my friends and my neighbors. And so, you know, the media and the, and the, the political realm has done a masterful job in the last 10 or 11 months even before that, but it's really been impacting, as we all know, in the last 10 or 11 months. They've done a beautiful job of isolating us. They've done a, an, an amazing job at, you know, hyping up hysteria over, I believe, something that should not be hyped up to the way it is. Um, tugging at the, the heartstrings of people's emotions, which is increasing fear, and those who aren't grounded in truth and love, right, are susceptible to letting fear come into their hearts. And then they've just gone crazy emotion. And when you make choices in an emotional state, it's always the wrong choice. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's never, because it's not grounded in peace. Yeah. And God is a God of peace, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then they've said, go home, stay home. Don't be around people. Six feet, social distance, stay home. Well, what do people do when they stay home? And watch TV. Mm -hmm. And what's on TV? garbage lies. lies propaganda it doesn't matter and they know that yeah. they didn't, it was, this wasn't an accident right no. yeah. they knew this and so guard your heart above all else and that's why we don't have we haven't had a TV for years you know and we, and we spend as little time as possible on electronics you know and um, but I, I looked at this whole thing this whole this whole past year and I'm just like this is not of God this is of the devil this is this is antichrist you know, separate, stay away, go home, stay to yourselves. And all I'm thinking is like, I want to have a big block party and just love on people and just show people that it's not, it's okay to be not yeah. fearful and together and joining, right? And that's why we're doing this. Come in, come to our house, right? Go out in public, you know, go see people. I mean, it breaks my heart what's happening in nursing homes. People can't even go visit them. All the elites can have their funerals and weddings, right? But you can't go visit grandma in her nursing home because oh, you might get her sick. You think she cares? Mm -hmm. You think I'm gonna, if I'm in a nursing home someday, and I hope not, but if I'm there, you think I'm gonna, if I, you think I care if my grandson comes to see me that he, I contract a virus? I could contract anything any day and die any time, mm -hmm. right? And that's why I love that quote by C.S. Lewis. He says, why are we giving fear and death such such a prop in our lives. What yep. are we doing? Yep, exactly. You, that's, that's one thing that's guaranteed in this life. You're gonna die someday, yeah. right? And we've put all the emphasis on that instead of living, mm -hmm. and living for something with purpose. And so I think that's really the gist of, of this is like, exactly. it's, it's important to understand the truth not all of us have the, the, the full picture of what that looks like. No, but we do point. have what God gave us, the principles that he established as a filter to put, put information through. Exactly. Right? And he's also given us his mind, the Bible says, the mind of Christ, right? But more than that is like, is how do we live our, how then do we live this life? Right. Are we going to live it in fear? Choose this day. Choose today. Who you will serve? Will you serve fear? Or will you serve love? Yep. I think about what you're saying, and you're saying, and related to Jesus 
and Trump. Go with me here for a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay. Hey, even. Jesus stood for truth all the time, right? Right. He had followers. People stood by him. Yep. And then when they decided to um, persecute him or put him on trial, right? Mm -hmm. Caesar couldn't find any any truth against him. What did the people do? They mm -hmm. all rallied up together and crucified him, right? Yeah. yeah. So somebody who stood for the truth and was admired got persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. Trump. Yeah. The man who stood for truth for us. Yeah. When a lot of us didn't know how to. Sure. No, exactly. And, you know, he does this and um, in terms I've heard takes the veil off, you know, yeah. just like the truth is out now. Exactly. People yeah. don't know how to handle the truth sometimes. No, exactly. Sure. And 100%. And then what happens? You know, he, he's gone now. He's yeah. not serving yeah. us as our leader. So we have to take these, these messages, these men, so to speak, that have lived the truth and stood up for truth and, 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 and model that. But it's hard. It is. Is. I, I've gone to the grocery store without my mask on, and I'm getting criticized sure. by the manager yep. yeah. for standing up for my own belief system, my own rights. Right. Exactly. And I'm shunned, you know. Yeah. And I gotta leave because I don't want to wear my mask. And that's hard. It is very hard. <clears throat> it's so hard. We've talked about this. Yeah. You know, you you have that shake and that 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 fear comes over you. Mm -hmm. But when's it, when's this gonna be enough? Right. When is this gonna be enough? You know? well, I think we have to remember that there's consequences for all every choice we make. Yes. Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, there's there's always consequences. There's consequences for being passive. Mm -hmm. There's consequences for being proactive and making a stand and and, and living your life by the principles that you've established. Right. There's yeah. consequences for that. There was consequences for Jesus to follow through with the plan that God had set forth for us. Right. There was. He Good he died a he died a horrible death. You know, it's interesting when you say that, like, we often think that Jesus had no choice in that. Right. He did. He struggled with it as the Son of Man. He very much struggled with the, the thought and the, the realization of what he was about to go do, right, in the garden, you know, before he was arrested and before he was taken in. He said he was, he was so stressed, he was sweating blood. That's actually been proven. That's a physiological possibility when stress is at an incredible height that it can actually, your blood vessels will burst, right? That's how stressed out he was. And he says, and he's praying to his father like, God, is there any other way? <laughs> Take this cup from me if there's any other way. He knew what the father wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And he was just asking, is there, any, is there a less <laughs> painful way for that to be accomplished? <laughs> and because God is orderly and he's lawful and he's got... He has principles and laws established in planet Earth. That was really the, that was the only way for it to be done legally mm -hmm. by God's standard. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he knew, Jesus knew the answer. And he says, okay, your will, not mine. And, it, and he gave up his life, right? He didn't, his life was not taken from him. It says, no man takes my life, I give it freely. Yeah. How powerful is that? And that's where I go back to, we all have choices every single day. Exactly. We have choices every single day. And so if you're going to make a choice, stick with it. Right? Mm -hmm. Don't let someone, like when it comes down to, like for me, it's like this. You're using your example with the masks. I'm against them too, right? I think it's nonsense, okay? It's neither here nor there. But if you go into a store and I look at it like there's two ways you can handle that situation, right? 
no, I'm not leaving. You're going to have to force me or kick me out. Or you can just say, no, that's right. I'll make my choice. I'll walk out. And I've done that. Right. I'll finish my shopping. That's you still (laughs) abiding by your principles, right? Mm -hmm. Disagree with it, however it is. But you're saying, nobody's going to do something against my will, so I will just walk out and leave. Okay, and I'll take my business elsewhere, mm-hmm. or make Amazon the richest thing in the world, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> either way. Don't want to do that either. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you're right. I mean, it's not an easy thing. It's not. But I don't think we were ever, I mean, you think of the forefather and whoever else, you know, that came along. Their choices were, I, I'm just glad right now our, the choices we have are somewhat yeah. easy and forgivable consequences. But it was never going to be that way. You know, like we, right. we've, we've gotten used to a life of ease, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. The, the choices that we must now make to continue this aren't going to always be that easy. You know? So I, I think. Right. That, it's not. Like you said, there, there's consequences even if you're in the right or if you're in the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Choose, be, choose, your, choose your path. Before the storm hits, right? Yep. Because exactly. when in the midst of a storm, emotions are flying, and we don't make good choices when we're emotional. <clears throat> um, that's that's when it's really easy to to, to be sheep. That's yep. that's that's when people got on trains because they didn't decide beforehand. Nope. Because there's worse things than death, people. There's worse things than dying. Ask any of those people who went through the Holocaust. I bet you anything yep. they would have rather been killed for not going on the train than going through what they did in the Holocaust. You know, and yeah. so there's worse things than, um, you know, I look at it like, well, I've already died in Christ. And so, yeah. as Paul said, to live is Christ. I'll do it as long as I can. Yeah. And I'll keep preaching this message and standing by these principles. But to die is gain for me. It's mm-hmm. better for me that I go to heaven, Paul said, but it's better for you that I stay. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of how we have to view our lives. It's better, it's better for other people around us when we're when we have a heart of love and we're the light of the world, the salt of the earth, it's better for everybody else who doesn't know Jesus yet that we stay. Yeah. But man, I'd, I'd go. <laughs> I, I'd rather be in heaven with Jesus than live here, but because of the call and purpose that he's put on my life, right? Because we, we as believers have a purpose and calling here and I have not yet fulfilled that, it's better that I'm here. 100%. And so I'll keep doing that as long as I can. Yeah. So we, we have to have a solid foundation. Absolutely. We have to have a solid foundation, and we have to make choices that are congruent with our foundation. We have to. In order for us, like Ben Franklin said, you know, this is a republic if you can keep it. <laughs> we have to have to make hard choices. We have to essentially make sacrifices, you know, for us for, and for the future generation. We have to. There's response, yeah. It's a responsibility for sure. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite quotes, you know, from Spider-Man, one of the older ones, you know, old Uncle Ben said, you know, with great power comes with great responsibility. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> that is so true. And yeah, he's talking about superhero powers, but come on, man, that is our power is choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And thank God that we have the Holy Spirit 
to help us and guide us and to give us grace, to, the power, that power, yeah. to go forward into today's world, to face the weird tyrant, the tyrannical, you know, choices that they're making against us. Yeah. You know, we got to keep our country, ourselves free. We have to by making a choice. We have to. Yeah. It's a kingdom clash, right? There's the kingdom within us, God's kingdom. And then there's the world's kingdom. And yeah. one has the ability to affect the other. You know, that's why Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven. He was praying God's kingdom on earth, right? That's, that's our, yeah. our part of our purpose, call, responsibility as believers is to, to create environments where God's kingdom can flourish, right? And it goes with us wherever we go because it's in us. That's what Jesus said. It's in you, you know, and the apostles at the time didn't understand that. What are you talking about? Because they expected a king like King David or Solomon to come and set up his kingdom and his castle and his temple, you know, and reign from a throne with power and law and stuff like this. And God kind of flipped the the switch in a lot of ways on that. And he he put it within us. Right. And now we have this power and authority that goes with us wherever we go. Right. And there's consequences too going and doing that, right? Exactly. But I know that, I know this, I know love is the most powerful thing in, uh, in, on the planet. It, it is. is. Mm-hmm. It's not even yeah. close, right? Perfect love casts out fear, First yeah. John says. Come on. And Come so on. I know that when we operate in God's best and we operate surrendered to His will and the grace that He's put in us, God's ability working in us, right? When we put our trust in that, and his love flows through us, man, it'll open any door for you in this world. Yeah. It will. And it, it will change people's hearts. Yeah. It will, it will <clears throat> cause people to like, who are you and what do you have? Yeah, why right? are you so different? Yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen it work miracles and, and things that... Literal miracles. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't explain in the natural, but yeah. you know, love is powerful. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And that's really, that's our secret weapon, so to speak, yeah. of how we overcome in a world that is, you know, just that comes against us in every yeah. way, you know. And I'm thankful that, that we still live in a country where we can do this. You know, we don't have Amen. the Gestapo knocking down our door nope. yet. Yes. And I hope that it remains, We're gonna keep it right? We're going to do whatever we can, yep. right, <clears throat> to make sure that happens because America really is the last best hope of the earth. It really is. In a, in, from a worldly perspective, right? Yeah. And so it's important. It's important that we, um, we continue in that. Absolutely. And hold true to that. Absolutely. Our nation is made up with people, us, individuals. Yeah. You know, so we had to make choices as individuals and then as a group to continue to keep this country free. And some of the verses that came to my mind, and you guys can write this down if you guys want to, but Philippians 4.8 and then Hebrews 10.35. In Philippians 4.8, it's one of my favorite ones. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good reputation, if there is any excellent, if anything is worthy of praise, well on these things mm-hmm. mm. and then um, Hebrews 10 35 it says therefore do not throw away your confidence which has great reward be confident mm-hmm. be confident in who you are through Christ 
and yeah. what we have through the Holy Spirit because that is what's going to help us win. That is what's going to help us help this country to stay free and to show love to others. To yeah. show love to others. Because like Greg said, that is the most powerful thing on this earth and people's hearts can become transformed through love. It's true. Romans 12.2 can be activated in their hearts. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yep. do you have one more thing? And then I think we're Yeah, you know, I just, I just had this thought, you know, like, I love the Declaration. I love the Constitution. But, Come on. you know, the first sentence of the Declaration, it says this, and I kind of want to parlay this into, um, you know, the principle as, as children of God and everything. But it says this, When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that, and it's like, you know, they were making it very clear. They were writing the king, you know, they were writing England and just saying, hey, it's, it's become necessary because we have two different views here. It's become necessary for us to, to dissolve our bands, our affiliation with you, and we're going to go on this path, right? And, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, man, there's so many churches and believers, people who claim to be believers and trust God, who've, who've let fear kind of come into their hearts and, and let it reign for a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are, are, are waking up and realizing that Man, this isn't working out the way that they said it was going to. You know, I mean, just looking at California, yeah. man, they got 1.5 well, million yeah. signatures or supposedly. You know, these, well, the, you the know. two weeks or 10 days of, you know, the, whatever they had that term. Yeah. We're just going to do this for two weeks and then, you know, and now we're going on 10 months or yeah. whatever it is, flatten you know. The flatten the curve. That's it. Yeah. Two weeks, flatten the curve. Yeah. Okay. I think most people were willing to do anything at that point just to get back to their normal lives. So yeah, we'll go along with it, right? And from the start, I'm like, no, no <laughs> yeah. do not do that. Say no, no, what yeah. are you doing? And here we are, yep. you know, everybody's like, ah, oh, 2021, gonna be, everything's going to be different. It's like, <laughs> no, 2020 is truly hindsight, but we're still living in the same culture, if not getting yeah. worse, right? Yep, and so exactly. I thought about this and I was like, you know, maybe perhaps it's time to dissolve the bands in your heart with fear yeah, that's good, and hopelessness and looking to a man or a form of government or a party or whatever you have elevated and magnified in your heart above God and his word mm -hmm. and the love thereof, whatever that is for you, it's time to dissolve the bands with that Come on, and man. say yes and reconnect with your father, yeah. God, love, yeah. truth. Okay, and so that's that's how I want to close, and I think just we want to close this in prayer, man. Let's do it, brother. Go for it. <clears throat> awesome, God, we thank you so much for the the rights that you have given us, so that we can stay free here on earth, God. We just thank you that we also have Jesus, and then thank you that we are set free from sin. God, we we thank you so much that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and that we have the grace, the power, to go out into this world to show who you are mm. to the people that don't know who you are to show love to people that don't know what love really looks like. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your peace. 
We thank you that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Mm -hmm. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.